I need to definitely still learn how to say no to myself. That's that's actually a really good point. to the Creative Crunch Podcast. This is the first podcast of the year, 2022. We thought a great way to start the first week of this year would be to release a podcast. And uh, Happy New Year to all of our listeners. We are hoping that 2022 is the best year yet for you all. But uh, yeah, we're, we're, pumped to, we're pumped to be back. We're pumped to have a little bit more of a routine on the the whole podcast situation. Like I said in our last episode, 2021, of starting this thing, uh, we learned a lot, we grew a lot, and we learned fast that uh, hosting a podcast is a lot more work than we both kind of thought it would be. But uh, we're pumped, we're excited, we're here, and uh, we're, we're excited to see what 2022 has in store for the, uh, for the Creative Crunch podcast and the, and the read in bed business. So, um, I mean, I guess to start things out. So, Ben, I'm not, I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy. Um, but, you know, I guess I am a big like goals guy, setting goals, personal goals, business goals. Uh, what do you got? What do you got planned for 2022? Any any uh, any big goals, big plans? I mean, it can be business, it can be personal, it can it can be whatever you want it to be. Plans. Um, I think in general, I just want to have some better better habits in general. But so like. What? Whether that's like eating, probably finances. I want to just have better. I want to have a better grasp of our finances. Um, I just had to deal with uh, life insurance. We're gonna have to get life insurance here shortly, mm. probably in the next month. Um, and so I think just knowing, I had a good conversation with my financial advisor on my uh, retirement stuff, and it was just. It's so crazy how how little I know about money, <laughs> and just like how it like, like you invest in stuff, and just uh, I feel like works. if I had more knowledge on that stuff, or I was aware of how stuff changed over time, then I would probably be better with my finances. So I think I just want to have a better grasp with finances, and then I don't know better routines that are consistent and not changing like this morning. I got up at 7, and we'll see if I can get past one day doing that. Of waking up early? Yeah. Well, I was going to I was gonna wake up early with you, but uh, if you can't uh, if you can't tell, and the listeners and viewers can't tell, like I said, I'm pretty congested and uh, haven't been feeling the greatest starting off uh, the year. But, hey, that means it's only going up from here, right? So, yeah. It's going up. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, cool. So finances, just better routine, maybe eating right, you said. Yeah, just better habits in general. Yeah. What about you? I'd probably yeah, I'd probably say the same with uh just kind of healthier habits. Um I don't know, like 
goals and like New Year's resolutions are, are kind of similar. And I know I like kind of bashed the whole New Year's resolution thing, but yeah, I definitely want to be just just more health like more health conscious this year. Um, whether that's with the food that I'm eating, the exercising, mental health, I'm a big thing on. Oh, sorry, I'm a big big uh, big guy on mental health and. Um, I think just really being in tune and and, in focus with, um, you know, kind of what's going on health wise with my body and with with my mental. So um, that and then I also just, you know, my goal, I just want to be like happy, you know, genuinely happy and and joyful in life. So um, and that is both in business and in in my personal life. So, yeah, I think uh, I think those would be good good goals for me I guess but yeah I haven't been able to been I haven't been able to go to the gym this year yet because I have been sick but um, I think that's a good thing because usually at the beginning of the year it's so packed with all the the New Year's resolution people like I'm gonna start working out this year I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it so surprisingly there isn't that many people at the Planet Fitness like I thought there'd be a lot more people oh really well, that's nice, but uh, yeah, should we jump jump into the topic? Yes. Ah, no, I'm not really feeling it anymore. Yeah, let's cancel. Let's switch it up. Um, so I th- we thought, you know what would be a good first podcast of 2022? Uh, we wanted to do a podcast on the top five lessons that we learned in the year of 2021. So Ben and I frequently... Sorry if I keep pausing too. It means like my nose is super stuffy and I have to gasp for air. But uh, Ben and I, I mean, we talk frequently. But uh, the other day we were just having some conversations about like what we learned in 2021 and like what we could do better business wise. But that can also, you know, turn into the whole personal life wise. So uh, this podcast will be the top five lessons that we learned in 2021. So what better way to do that in the with you know the first week of 2022 all right you ready i'm ready you just look like you're admiring your pencil you're just i am i'm just i'm inspired by it yeah wow can you do this no i can't do that why so hold like your pointer finger at the end here and then put your middle finger towards the middle and then your thumb between the two and then flick your middle finger oh god (laughs) flick your middle finger i think i need to have it more in the middle and you just flick it well i'm not i lost it (laughs) good so stop admiring it all right so (laughs) a goal for us should be not to get distracted on these podcasts yeah Right. Anyway, all right, so number one, uh, these are in no particular order. Uh, we were just talking about it and jotting them down. Um, a big thing that we both learned this year is just knowing when to say no and knowing that it's okay to say no uh, uh, to, to extra work or you can even tie that into into your personal life saying no to, you know, going out or doing different things like it's okay. Uh, I think it's so easy for, you know, us as like business owners, entrepreneurs, as creatives, it's so easy for us to 
um, want to say yes to every single opportunity that comes our way. Um, I think being creative in general, just a characteristic of that type of person is that we're opportunistic. So we're always looking for those opportunities uh, to either grow or develop our skills or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's so, so easy to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll make this video for you. Yeah, I'll do these photos for you. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll come, I don't know, do marketing stuff. That never happens, but uh, just came to my mind. But what we learned in 2021 is like, it's so important to be able to take a step back and really think about and like process what that workload would be and and really like compare it with other deadlines like with weddings there's not necessarily deadlines because it's such a it's such a creative process that goes up and down and stuff but um i lost my train of thought already no i think it's just important to know that it it can get really easy it can be really easy to overwhelm yourself if you're not careful um yeah and that could be like maybe your family has made plans but like maybe it'd be really easy to say yes to them but like if you like being an entrepreneur especially we can kind of make our own schedule but like you also need to be able to be like no like I mean I have to work too I have to be responsible I have to do this or I don't know maybe you're sick and you say no to them um yeah I mean especially this last year too like I, I made a video about it I don't know if any of our nine viewers or whatever have uh seen it on my Instagram but like I made a video just explaining that I bit off more than I could chew this year meaning I, I took on way too much I said yes way too much I've always been a yes man um I just say yes to absolutely everything and um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the repercussions of that right now, uh, being very behind and, and kind of drowning in work, feeling that I need to work like 120 hours a week to, to get caught up for the next 10 weeks or whatever. But, um, yeah, so just learning that it, it's so important to kind of step back and kind of think futuristically about it. Like, how is this going to affect me in a few months when I'm sitting at my computer with, um, you know, 18 edits that I have to do. Um, will it be more beneficial for me later down the road to say no to this, even though, you know, it's an opportunity right now. Um, but yeah, just knowing when to say no and knowing that it's okay. Uh, I, you always kind of feel like a, a jerk probably if someone comes to you and is like, Hey, can, can we, can we have your help on this? Can, can you do this for us? We love your work, blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just, it's tough. It's just tough to be like, no, I'm sorry. I just, I can't. And actually Ben and I ran into a, a situation of that this year anyway, but well, that's a, that's another podcast. Um, no, I think it's also important to be able to tell yourself no, like, and this is probably more specifically for the people that work for themselves or work from home, maybe how it's so easy to just like step away from the computer or your work to be like, oh, you know what? I need to actually run some errands when realistically those errands could probably get done at a later time or another day. 
Um, just trying to limit the amount of excuses you have to not work. Um, so learning to tell yourself no when you need to be actually working. Yeah, I find myself like, you know, since I work for myself, I work from home. I find myself being like, if I have errands to run, exactly what you said, if I have errands to run or different stuff, I look at that as like a work break that ends up taking a lot longer than a break should. Like, oh, I need to go get groceries right now. Oh, I need to go pick this up. Oh, I need to do, I need to clean my entire apartment. Um, and I use the excuse like, oh, I just need a break from editing. It, yeah, it's super, I need to definitely still learn how to say no to myself. That's that's actually a really good point, but. Yeah, because yeah, I, mean, I mean, yesterday I, I was getting a gift for my dad and like I realistically I could have gotten it on my way out of town like when I was going down to my dad I could have gone and done it on my way out of town but I was like no nah, I just want to get it done this morning like I was telling myself I ended up taking because I had to go to two different targets to get the thing and ended up taking like an hour and a half two hours out of my day that I could have been working and those are the kind of things that just kill me yeah yeah yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's almost a better lesson than just, I mean, it ties in with knowing when to say no. But, yeah, being able to being able to say no to yourself. Be like, hey, that's a stupid idea. You can do that later. Um, and especially with expenses. Like, I think we did a pretty good job not buying the C70 this year. We were, I feel like we were very tempted to get it multiple times. Yeah, there, there's a handful of times this year that I was looking at it and it was in the shopping cart, but never uh, never pulled the trigger. But a better, hey, I think a better camera's coming out for us here in uh, this. So month, are we going to say no? No, we'll say probably, yes to this probably one. not, not not to this one. <laughs> we know nothing about it. Nothing's concrete about it, but it's you know we're already, it's ours. <laughs> All right, number two, Ben. Number two, how okay? So how important a routine is? This kind of connects with the first one as far as like telling yourself no because. You want to stick to routines because if you don't follow a routine and you say, ah, no, nah, I don't need to do that. I'll do this instead. That probably makes no sense what I said there. I mean, it makes if a little If you're bit following of sense. a routine, you need to stick to it. Um, i trying to think of a metaphor. Um, so, like, what would be what would be your ideal routine or like what's a routine that you're trying to, to get in, um, this year? Well, I feel like I got into a routine this last year, but now that I'm, now that it's a new year, I feel like I could change that routine into a way that would allow me to be more productive. So the routine I had before was I would wake up in the morning when Lauren was getting ready to walk out the door, that was like eight thirty. So as she's walking out the door, then that's when I'm like feeding the cats, and then I'm gonna walk out the door to go to the gym and work out. Mm-hmm. And by the time I so on my way on my way back from the gym, I'll usually if I have any errands that Lauren needs me to run, I'll like get those knocked out out of the way then. Um. And by the time I'm like, I get home, I'll eat my breakfast when I get home. 
I'll jump in the shower and then I finally sit down on the computer. I feel like I've wasted so much of my day. Um, and so I want to try to start my day earlier. Um, so that I'm more productive. I feel like I can, I have more of my day available <laughs> to do more work. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's probably different for you. I mean, because I was going to, like, throw it in. Like, oh, I mean, you could just go work out at night. But then your wife is off. So, obviously, you want to spend time with your wife. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. There's It's, it's that whole conversation. There's uh, there's not enough hours in the day to, to do everything that we want to. But, yeah. One of the best routines I feel like that has helped me is to physically leave the house in the morning and then like coming back to the house. So like for me it's going to the gym and then when I come back from the gym it's like that's me going to work. Like I'm going to work. Mhm. So if I like just wake up out of bed and I go into my office, I just there's like a weird connection thing where I feel like I haven't fully committed myself to my work quite yet. I'm yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a complete like mental reset. Like once you step out, I know, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like once you step out that door and go do whatever, whether it's you go to the gym, you grab a coffee, just go on a walk, whatever, then you have taken yourself out of the, the home environment, out of the, the living situation. And then when you come in, you, it's easier for you to reset your head. It's like, okay, now this is, this is work. This is my office now. Uh, it's time to, you know, get some work done. And I'm saying that all now, not have leaving my apartment the last couple of days, and I'm I'm really starting to feel it because um, it feels like you know I wake up like I literally woke up, took a shower, and just came right into the office. But uh, I think my, my situation is a little different right now. But yeah, one thing that's always stuck with me, I can't remember who told me this, but they said um, that if you all you have to do is literally walk around your block and that'll like change that like what make you way more put you into a better mindset um just simply going outside walk around your block and walk back inside will like make it feel like you walk to work um so yeah i think that's really important i think the other thing for me that i'm trying to change this year is doing all the cleaning and stuff the night before like say we have dishes or say the cat's litter box needs to be clean getting like my office clean and the kitchen and stuff before i go to bed so that when i wake up i don't have to waste time doing that in the morning yeah no that makes a lot of sense i'm just trying to like that being part of the routine, just having a clean area, like a clean work area, clean. I know for you, like if you got dishes or whatever around, like it's hard for you to get work done because your mind just tends to drift towards other stuff needs to be done. But yeah, just, yeah. I mean, that all, that all makes sense routine wise. Definitely 100% agree with that. If, if you work from home and your office is in your home, uh, try to get out of your apartment or your home um, for a little bit of time in the morning so when you come back your mind is kind of reset and it's time you know it's time for work you're showing up for work rather than you're showing up at home but i don't know there's a i had a comment uh about kind of 
I feel like there's you you can agree with me or not, Ben. I'm kind of curious on your thoughts, but there's kind of like a con with creativity and and having a routine, especially for me, like in in the wedding business with editing. So yeah, you, you can have this routine, and you were talking about going to the gym, getting out of the house, having things clean the night before, whatever. But my th- like, if I wanted to have a routine for work, if I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit down at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. and I'm gonna start editing every single day at that time. That's not really how it works, you know? Like, for me, I have to feel inspired and, like, motivated and have ideas of, like, a route that I want to take, like, a video, especially, like, with an edit. So if I, like, had a routine and say I wasn't feeling it that day, say I wasn't, I didn't have any ideas, I wasn't motivated, I didn't feel inspired, uh, I was just stuck on the edit. If I sat down and just stared at the computer and tried to force myself to work and force myself to edit... It wouldn't be my best work. So that's that's kind of, for me, I feel like there's a little con with the the creativity and having like a, a very set, cut and dry like work routine. Um, but I'm kind of curious on your thoughts on that. Because like some days I just, I wake up and I sit down and I try to edit and I just, I can't get in the flow of things. So then I'm going to go work on something else. I'm going to go do my emails, respond to inquiries. Um, maybe I have another video that needs some working or whatever, but... Um, yeah, what are, what are your kind of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, there's some some things that we do that are hard to get past as far as editing. Like, there's usually a hurdle that we have to get over. Mm-hmm. But once you get over that hurdle, then it, stuff starts flowing. Um, do you think, like, do you think you could just sit down, like, say you weren't feeling it, and you're just like, I just, I don't know... I feel like I figure out what I want to do with a video when I'm not sitting down on my computer. I feel like when I'm off doing something else and I'm thinking about it, I feel like that is when I have those ideas like, oh, like it clicks. Like, oh, this, I can do this, I can do that. Um, but I feel like I never have those like set ideas when I'm like sitting down trying to force out and edit, if that makes sense. That might not make any sense, but it does in my head. <laughs> No, I mean, I feel like I get most of my ideas at the gym, probably when I'm working out, um, usually on the elliptical. Um, one thing I found, too, is listening to instrumental music because it allows yourself to actually think. So, like, when you have lyrical music, I don't know, maybe it's different for other people, but there's lyrical music, and you think about the lyrics and what's being said, but when you have instrumental music, all you have really is your thoughts. Um, So sometimes I'll listen to instrumental music to kind of creatively reset. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean... I think yeah I listen to everything at the gym so maybe I'll try the whole the whole instrumental thing but yeah my thing is like I like having the routine of the day so like maybe you know wake up go to the gym eat breakfast whatever start your work day at this time end your work day at this time but for me if I had like like a timeline of like hey get this done at this time get this done at this time get this done at this time I uh I don't know. That just seems 
like a lot, like especially for our industry. If if it was like if we had a job where we were doing the same exact thing every single day, maybe it'd be a little different, you know. Like when with my old marketing job, I did the same thing every day. So then, you know, I'd knock this out at 10 a.m. I'd do this by 11:30. Like that was easy. But with storytelling and 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 creativity, this is just a little bit harder to have that like strict of a routine. If that makes sense, I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just certain routines that you need to have that are that stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Like, I think going to the gym is probably an important one. For me, I feel like the gym is the most beneficial one because it gets me out of the house. And I don't know what it is with just, I don't know if it's providing my brain with more blood or something. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like just blood flow in general allows me to, I don't know, think better, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just kind of gets all the aches out of my body, like from sitting and. Um, yeah. And I'm not out. I'm not at the gym trying to like kill myself. Like I'm at the gym just trying to sweat and get the blood pumping. Um, I'm not there trying to come home so I pass out. That's um, good. That's probably for the best. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think just. You just don't want to get into a bad routine. You don't want to get into this routine where you feel like you come home, you have to watch three episodes of Netflix while you're eating breakfast, which turns to be like two-hour breakfast break. Like, <laughs> you just don't want to get into those bad routines. Yeah. So, yeah, so definitely routines are super important for the aspect of probably not getting distracted. Like, you have your routine in the morning and through work where – this is what I need to be doing in a broad sense. Like you don't, like I said, you don't have to make it so specific of like, I need to edit this part and be done with it, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like you said, just having a routine through the day that's going to limit distractions and, and be the most productive for you uh, at the end of the day. Uh, All right. Number three, uh, number three, a big lesson. It's uh, not, I guess you can call it a lesson, but the importance of like building relationships. Um, I know for Ben, for you, Ben, and for me, how important it is to build like a relationship and a friendship with our couples for weddings um, and how, how much nicer that makes the wedding day when we show up, when we really actually know who they are and their personalities and we can connect with them. It makes a world of difference when you show up and it always makes their videos so much better when, you know, you have that connection together. Um, so that, I mean, that to me is one of, like the biggest lesson that one of the biggest lessons that I learned this year is just make sure with your couples or your clients or whatever, if your coworkers or anything to build those, like build a relationship and like get to know people because one, that's awesome. That's I, I said the other day on the podcast, one of the coolest things that we get to do is all the people we get to meet and like the friends we get to make and all of that. But it also just makes life so much easier when it comes to work and, and connecting and, and especially like with posing and different stuff. But um, I don't know. Do you have something 
like what do you what are some of the things that you do to uh like build a relationship with your with your couples um i mean i think it starts with adding them as friends on like facebook if you have facebook um i feel like facebook though is slowly starting to go away like I, I feel like this be. last year was the first time where I've had I had a few couples who didn't have Facebook. Um, so I think, I mean, starting like that, but also like asking them about things that are not even related to the wedding. Oh, do you have any pets? Oh, that's awesome. What are their names? Yeah. Um, what do you like to... What are you binging on Netflix? What do you like to do on a Sunday when you guys are both together? Like, you know, just. Yeah, yeah, relate to them in a way that's not wedding related. Yeah, because the last thing that you want is you want them to feel like it's just a strict business relationship, right? Like, um, maybe it's a little different with, you know, maybe it's a little different in the corporate sense um, because you know, it's just a whole different industry in itself, but uh, specifically with weddings, uh, you don't want them to feel like that it's just business. Cause it's not like you do it because you love it. I do it because I love it. They're getting married because they're in love, hopefully. And, uh, you know, that like, it's just so important to have that connection and that relationship. And I, I call all my couples friends at, by the end of, you know, by the end of their wedding, it's like, cause they are, uh, I mean, yes, it is business. And there are times where, you know, you can't, you don't want to be like too friendly and cross that line of, you don't want them to think that, oh yeah, you're such good friends or it's like, Hey, can I get a huge discount or whatever? But, um, yeah, just super important in, in that sense. But what did we write here? Yeah. Um, I think not also with this isn't also with couples too this is also with vendors um so like when you show up at these weddings take the time to ask the either the couple or the i don't know other vendors where like the venue owner is mm-hmm. um or ask people like like maybe talk to the couple's parents too like, I always ask my couples beforehand, like, what their parents' names are. Um, and I always try to tell them bye at the end of the night. Um, maybe, like, when the mom comes out wearing her dress, be like, oh, mom, that's a beautiful dress. Mm-hmm. Um, just making an effort to show that um, it's more of a, I don't know. You, you want to make it seem like, not you don't want to make it seem, but you want to have them feel that you are there to be a part of their day rather than you're there to work. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yes, of course you are there to work. They hired you to do that. But you want them to feel like you are there because you want to be there. You want to, You want them to feel like you are part of their wedding, you know. You want them to feel like you're part of their wedding party or whatever um, just because – like the people that are a part of their wedding are some of the most important people to them. And if you're there, if you're just there being super serious and super, I don't know, I don't want to say professional because I feel like we are pretty professional, but 
if you're just there working, like I need to get this done, I need to get this done, it's just kind of, I don't know, it adds like a, a weird little bit of tension, I feel like, to the day. But yeah, going back to what we were saying about like the vendors and stuff and, and making those connections, kind of networking with photographers, DJs, venue owners, all that stuff, that's a big lesson that I learned in 2021 is um, the more connections you have like that, um, the better off you're going to be because they have a lot of connections too. You can build relationships with them and get referrals, go, you know, all this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, Ben's yawning. So I wonder if this podcast sucks. I think it's just more (laughs) serious. I don't know. No, I think it's good. I think people are listening. Nine of them. Yeah. Nine of them. Um, so yeah, networking, um, so the next one, unless you have, a, unless you have more comments on the building relationships one. No, I think just as far as like other vendors and, um, parents you just you never know who's going to be at like this is more speaking more for wedding videographers or wedding vendors you never know who's going to be at these weddings um Mm -hmm. so like you always want to um for some reason there was like a scratchy glitch or something um you always want to present yourself in a way that is very open and um I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say you just want to like I know I know for you Ben specifically you have you've gotten a lot of business from people that are at weddings you're shooting so like if you know if there's a bridesmaid that's engaged or there's a guest there that's engaged I know that you have gotten business um from other weddings you've worked if that makes sense maybe you can explain it a little better but is that what is that what you're trying like kind of going for there yeah so i remember um i left a wedding one time and i I hadn't left it yet it was like at the very end of the night um and i remember one of the bridesmaids was like hey do you want to come film my wedding um in at the end of this month and I just remember thinking, like, you haven't even seen the video yet. And she's like, I, she said, I don't care. Um, I liked your vibe. And so that alone, the fact that I was able to just sell my personality and my friendly attitude and mm-hmm. how personal I was can yeah, get I mean, you business without even showing your work. Um, I mean, I, I would say, like, yes, our work is a big selling point. Obviously it has to be, but I think just as big, if not bigger is like, if you're pleasant to work with and if you are fun and outgoing and and goofy, or if you just have a good personality, there's Ben yawning again. He's so bored. Uh, I think it it was just me getting up at 7am is what's making me yawn. For all the listeners and non viewers out there, Ben has yawned about 28 times during this podcast. So I'm sorry if you're all out there yawning too, but I'm trying to get more people to yawn. <laughs> yawn, yawn, yawn. <sighs> <laughs> it's 
hilarious. <laughs> this whole thing is just going to be us yawning. But anyway, um, but yeah, so like obviously our work is a big selling point, but also we have to sell ourselves to everyone too, you know? Um, we have to be pleasant to work with, fun, outgoing, whatever, all those things I said earlier. Um, it's just as important because, like I said, we are going to be part of their day. And, you know, if you're not pleasant to be around, that's going to suck. And I know there are some, like, there are some vendors out there that I have heard, at least, that, you know, it's kind of it's like, why are you in the industry if a lot of people yeah, talk Yeah, it feels more like talk they poorly care about, about themselves. You. Yeah. Um, like for it, they appear like they're the most important part of the day. Yeah. Which is not, uh, if you're, if you're a new, uh, if you're trying to get into the industry, uh, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's move on from building relationships. I think, I mean, that's an important one. We could talk about that forever, but, um, the next one is kind of, um, you know, Number four being collaboration. So yes, like our, our businesses are a, a one man. <laughs> uh, I'll start a, uh, I'll do a yawn count. A, or a yawn count. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh gosh. Um, let me think. Um, where was it going? Yeah. So <laughs> number four, collaboration. Collaboration is super important. Um, so like yes, our businesses we're we're a one man show. We do all the work ourselves. I mean, besides shooting, usually we have a second shooter. Um, but you know, when you're by yourself, like you're the only guy seeing this. You're the only person coming up with ideas. You're only doing this. So like, collaboration is so important. And I think Ben and I collaborate a lot. Um, whether that you know be with me or him sending you know, part of a video we're working on is like, Hey, what do you think of this? I need some fresh eyes on this or whatever. Um, you know, collaborating, coming up with ideas. Like, I mean, this podcast was a collaboration, collaborating idea. Like we're like, Hey, I mean, maybe that'd be fun. Maybe it flops, maybe it doesn't, but it'd be fun to just, you know, hop on, do some stuff, um, with our side, our side corporate business, doing some weddings together. Like, I don't know. Collaboration just helps you take you to that, that, that next level. But I don't know. Do you have anything to. Yeah, I think it, I think mainly it can be inspiring. You, you have friends that are in the same industry and, Mm um, it doesn't even have to be in the same, same field. Like it could be, like your video and they could be photo mm-hmm. and um, getting inspiration off each other I think can really help you grow um, and just seeing other people's successes and seeing how their ideas I don't I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think it's it's just good to be a part of a group or um yeah, so maybe maybe it's not collaboration in the sense of working together, but it, collaboration in the sense of uh kind of tying in with the last point, building a relationship with people in the same industry um and, you know, 
sharing ideas, getting feedback, being open to feedback, constructive criticism. That's something that I've learned is super important that helps, you know, elevate films and probably, you know, whatever industry you're in. But, um, yeah, I mean, what we have, a we have a Facebook group chat that it's got five of us, all wedding videographers and one does hybrid one's also a photographer and we talk pretty frequently in there and share ideas or share videos or whatever and um i don't know it's just nice it's nice because you don't feel alone especially working from home working by yourself especially now when you're just editing it's kind of like dang i wish i had some coworkers around or whatever but they almost you almost like ben it almost feels like you're my coworker. we yeah text or talk frequent like almost daily and bounce ideas off of each other but yeah so collaboration that's a big uh big lesson learned in 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 2021 but i think it's important to note though that when you are collaborating to make sure you're not getting sucked into a a negative collaboration like don't get sucked into a group that just is never positive or it's never productive i guess yeah, because there, I mean, gosh, there's probably so many people out there, which is sad. Like, so many just pessimistic people that are like, that idea won't work. You could never start a podcast. You could never, you know. I had people in my own family and and people, my friends tell me like, ah, oh, you can't, dude, you can't make a living with a camera. Like, you, you need to have a realistic goal. Like, you can't, you know, you can't, that's just not real. But... I mean, you know, look at me now, but yeah, it's so important that those, those groups, those collaborations that you're going through, like make sure, make sure they have the same energy of you or better energy than you that you can feed off the, and and to be positive and, um, and one, probably just to hold each other accountable. I mean, that's a big collaborating thing too, is just like, Hey, make sure, uh, make sure you're doing all right, making sure you're getting your work done. But, um. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I think that pretty much nails that part. Yeah. Oh, gosh, we are at 45 minutes. <laughs> um, okay, so number five. <coughs> um, this one you have to kind of be careful with, but I think it's an important one, is to take time for yourself. Um, as a business I, owner... As an entrepreneur, it's so easy to just drown yourself in work. Like, I feel like even when I'm not working, I'm thinking about work. And Mm -hmm. it's so hard. And I think this last New Year's, we went to this New Year's Eve party. And I feel like that was the first time in a long time where I really, like, just, like, shut down everything that I was doing. Didn't think about work. Didn't think about the work I needed to do. Yeah. Um and it was I a probably, nice, nice refresher. I'd probably say this is probably, like, for me at least, this is the biggest. I mean, I've always kind of known, like, you need to take time for yourself. But um, this is probably the biggest, most important lesson for me is learning to to take time for yourself. So, you know, I struggle with anxiety and different things like that. And um, if I'm just so flooded and and focused on work 24 7 like i kind of don't you know i don't pay attention to what's going on on around me and i just 
I get so sucked into it and then I just become kind of like a zombie. Um, so it's just so, yeah, so important to be like, make sure you're doing stuff that you enjoy too. maybe find a hobby that's not necessarily work related. I know a lot of people that do photo and video, like I know a lot of people that do that as a hobby, like not necessarily as a job, but you know, for me, some of my hobbies outside of work would be, you know, I like to go golfing. I like to snowboard, skateboard, um, big outdoors guy, I like to camp, go fishing, all that kind of stuff. But, um, just making sure to fit some time in your schedule for you basically. Um, and, and, and do things that, that bring you a lot of joy and, and happiness. But Yeah, that, that part, the thing you wrote down about find a hobby not related to work, do things that bring you joy. Um, I mean, that's kind of hard, though, because I, I mean, I genuinely enjoy what I do. Well, yeah, yeah, but and so do I. I don't know. What are some things that you do outside of work that you enjoy? I feel like maybe gaming, but I feel like I, I can only game if I have somebody else to game with. Yeah, can't do like, it. Like I don't really enjoy playing by myself. Mm. Um, I mean, what stuff do you like to do? I listed a couple, uh, like, you know, in the, in the nicer weather times, I like to, like to go golfing, go golfing with my friends. Um, I enjoy doing that. And I, the reason I wrote that down, like finding a, a hobby that's not related to work is not cause I don't enjoy my job. Like I love what I do. I love being creative. I love, I love cameras, video, all that. Um, but I think the reason that having a hobby outside of that is because it gives your mind like a reset. And it's just important, like that third point I wrote down, like work isn't everything. And if you get into the mindset where you just think about work 24-7 all the time, like I said, you stop you stop paying attention to what's going on around you, your friends, your family, all this kind of stuff. And um, I mean, that's a big lesson I learned too. Like it's just so important to pay attention to what's, what's going on around you. So um, for me, you know, golf, I like to go skateboarding. I like to spend time with my friends. Um, I like to try new things, whether that's like breweries or whatever. In the winter, you, I like to go snowboarding when I can. Um, yeah, I just like to be outside and uh, just enjoying nature, I guess. But Yeah. I think it, it allows you to mentally reset, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe you're stuck on stuck on a part of an edit and stepping away can kind of help you reset creatively and maybe come up with new ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, like I said, if there's a, a number one lesson that I had learned this this year, it's it's that work isn't everything, and it's important to uh, it's important to take time for yourself. Uh, whether that's doing things that you enjoy or just taking a nap and resetting that way, uh, whatever helps you reset mentally. Um, it's important to do that. Um, but like you said, you gotta be careful with it because it can become a problem if there is such a thing as taking too much time for yourself. So yeah. Yeah. I think that was good. Cool. 
Yeah, that's a good one to end on. <laughs> well, I guess I guess it's it's time for our favorite part of the day. Favorite part of the podcast. Um, uh, what's inspiring? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of make one up. Uh, it's not, I'm not making it up, but uh, not to bring health into this, but like I've been, you know, I've been having like these heart problems and stuff, and um, I've been in and out of the the cardiologist a handful of times in the last month or so, and uh, just like you know, like doctors and nurses and 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 all that stuff, they're they're just so like. They really care about what they're doing. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't be there. So the the team that I've been working with and they've just been so helpful and and super nice. Because I mean, it, I don't think it's anything too serious going on. But you know, I'm wearing a heart monitor. I've had to do all these different tests, like blood tests and and echoes and EKGs, all that, blah blah blah. But um, yeah, it's pretty inspiring. Just like how how easy it is for them to like make me feel comfortable and and they're just like let's let's figure this out so um i guess you know taking kind of a negative and turning it into a positive is um it's pretty inspiring like the work they do and 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 the help they do for people um i think it very much so goes underappreciated um until you're in a situation like myself but um yeah i mean that's just off the top but talking about it yeah i mean that truly is truly is inspiring um, what they do and, and the, the help that they give people. So, yeah, but seriously, good. don't worry, don't worry. I'm fine. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think, no, no, I'm fine. Um, I don't know. I, I think I get inspired by like such simple ideas that people actually take action on. Like for instance, this iPad, so I don't know if you can see. It's got this screensaver on it that's called paper like screen protector. Yeah, and it's essentially a screen protector, but it doesn't feel like your average screen protector. Um it feel it's supposed to feel like paper. So like when we're taking notes, it feels like you're writing on paper. And it's very it's very satisfying. Um, actually I just yesterday I just ordered I don't know if I ordered the same kind as you but I, I did order that so Ben and I take a lot of notes on our iPad especially for uh, projects we're working together and weddings and stuff too um, and with the Apple Pencil and like writing on just a screen like the iPad screen it just you can do it it just doesn't feel right something about it feels off but so you're inspired by like the ideas that people come up with like that? Yeah, I'm inspired. Like someone just at some point someone was like, "You know what? Writing on this screen sucks. Like I wish it felt more like paper." And so they they just did it. They made a screen protector that felt like paper somehow. I don't know how they even like how do you make a screen protector feel like paper? <laughs> I'm just like know. I'm trying to think, okay, let's see if I can come up with something simple like that but i can't think of like a small problem that would need fixed and i think the those people that are able to come up with those problems and like come up with a solution the in, the inventor type of people yeah 
yeah, like they see some sort of small annoyance and they somehow... Like, I just don't see those annoyances until something has been invented that fixes that annoyance. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, Something that's never been fixed. Um, No, I'm trying to think of I think for me, this is actually something that has been bugging me. So we have a smart house. Like, we don't have a smart house. We have smart appliances. It's like we walk into our living room and we'll be like, hey, Google, turn on the living room. Shoot, it's, it did it. <coughs> hey, at least it works. Sure, turning five things on. So yeah, it turns on the living room. But like, mm. when we have guests come over, we need them to, we want, we hate having to be like, okay, this is the command you have to say to turn on the living room. So I want to get a button that I can put on the wall that people can just hit that button and it literally just turns on the living room. And... There's not, I, I literally have done so much research. There's, there's ones you can use for like Alexa and very specific branded light bulbs and stuff, but I can't find one that will just be a routine for all of these different plugs. And I'm like, why can't you just make that? But I don't know how to go about making that. <laughs> so yeah, people uh, that are somewhere. actually able to like successfully tackle these small annoyances, I think is super inspiring. Someone is, uh. Someone's watching this podcast right now, and they're gonna go invent that thing, and you'll you'll be really sad, <laughs> but you'll you'll be sad, but you'll also be happy because it will fix that little yeah. annoyance that you have. Yeah, that's wild that Google doesn't have a a button like that. That would be nice because I mean that's hey Google, turn off the office. Or like if somebody's trying now, to why sleep, is that, why is that so long? Hey Google, turn on the office. Hey, Google, turn on the office. Yeah, there we go. I mean, that light and that light are supposed to be connected, but they don't want to be, I guess. Yeah, my key light isn't connected to it. I just have to hit a button and it turns it off. See, that's the thing. I wish I wish I could get oh a button. Oh, my gosh. That does, a, that does wonders. I didn't even think of that. Holy cow. That's crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the podcast like this. I, this is as dark as I can make mine. <laughs> Mine's so dark. You have so much natural light in your office. Hey, though. Google, turn off the office. <laughs> All right. Well, we've we've gone on long enough. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, well, I guess I know Ben yawned quite a bit during this podcast. Hopefully, you didn't. Um, but. Uh, Thanks for listening to the first episode of 2022. And uh, uh, we're going to try to get one out next week, too, uh, with a guest. And, uh, yeah. We, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you later. All righty. Peace out. Bye-bye. And cut. Bye-bye.